The tour content from now through Lagwa Omer has been generously sponsored by Malki M. Thank you, Malki. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shiurim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and gain access to additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishneweis.substack.com and signing up today. Okay, so let's begin. All right, so uh, yesterday and the day before, we read about the Halakh of Demach Surah Yaksarla, and we saw the well, the Ramah statement that this is really incumbent on the Gabai, but then the Aruch HaShulchan's clarification that this is really dependent on the group effort. It's dependent on whoever can 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 do this. So, so if you're the only Ani, uh, the only Ashir in town, uh, or you're the only one who's going to give money, and some poor person comes to you and has needs, you it, it falls upon you to to supply his needs. But if you're in a community where there are other Ashirim, so then uh, then you can bring it to their attention and then all of you together can participate in, in uh, sustaining this poor person. Okay, fine. So that was yesterday. Okay. So now we get to this uh, little case, which is, I think, uh, um, a continuation of the previous one. I don't know why he puts it in a separate paragraph. Yasum Shaba Lahasio Isha, Sokrin Lo Bias Umatsiin Lo Mita, Lo Isha. So an orphan who comes to get married. When he, he says an orphan, a male orphan who comes to get married to a woman, I assume that this also applies to a female orphaness who gets married to a male. I, I don't know, you know, he did specify earlier, you know, for helping people get married. Um, in the I think typically, yeah, typically the expenses would be on like for the guy. Um, uh, that is probably true. Yeah, that is true. Right. But, but in other words, I just want to clarify though that if she needs to get married, then you help her get married also. You just don't play out this whole thing. So you rent him a house and uh, Matino Mita and you, uh, you know, arrange for a bed for him um, and uh, all his uh, furnishings, and then you marry him off. So before we talk about the particulars of the halakha, does anyone know or remember the halakhic definition of orphan? Isaac, you were here when we did this in Deos, but uh, I don't know. I think I remember that um, someone who has lost a parent Okay, good. And uh, until uh, until what point are they considered an orphan? Um, oh, I actually don't know. Okay. Anyone? Um, yeah. Can you guess marriage? Uh, good guess. You you might guess that based on this, but nope. So let's let's look at the halacha again in Hilkos Deos six five. Oh, sorry, six ten, fifth paragraph. Uh, so this is in the halachas about orphans. We're not going to reread all of them, but just uh, he defines it midway through the halacha. Echad echad Whether uh, an orphan from father or orphan from his mother. So you lose one parent, you're considered an orphan. Until what point is a person considered an orphan regarding this? Okay, because obviously you're considered an orphan, you know, um, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, in other senses, but um, regarding the isser to afflict an orphan, uh, or the all these halachas about treating them uh, preferentially. Uh, until they no longer need an adult to to provide uh, to be supported by. Okay, Makbili uh, says to depend upon and to be helped by, and then laamnan to raise them. That's Lagadal Osam and Lihitapel, uh Latapel Hisasik to be involved with them. Ella Yihi Osikul Tsarhe Atmo Li Atmo Kisharkol Hagodolin. Rather, he does all of his uh his needs uh for himself by himself like other Gadolin. So so it, what's interesting about this is like I guess in the olden days when people got married, or at least people 
sometimes got married at a much younger age. Um, this is probably more common, you know, this halacha about the orphan who was coming to get married. But like, if you have like, I don't know, let's say like a 20, I don't know, 25 year old who lost a parent, but who is like able to sustain, to take care of himself, then we wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't, this halacha would not be relevant. Okay. Um, now, just one more thing that Makbili refers us to, which I'm just going to look at it inside. Uh, in Perik He Halacha Yud in Deos, was it He Yud? Let's see, he says, um, so this is in the Perik in Deos about the, um, the sexual conduct of Tamil Chachamim. Uh, he says, yeah, He Yud Aleph. He says, Derech Bale Dea, okay, so it is the way of like, knowledgeable people, okay, people who have mind, who use their minds, I guess. First, you get a job that you can have a livelihood from. And then you uh, you get a house. And then you get married. Okay, uh, That's alluded to in the Psukim about the uh, going to war, where it says, who is the man who has planted a vineyard and not um, inaugurated it? That's referring to getting a livelihood. Then that's getting a house. And then Isha. Uh, um, uh, and then marrying a woman. But the fools, first they get married. If they are able to get a house, they get a house. And then afterwards, at the end of their days, <laughs> says the end of their days, they go and they look for a livelihood or they get um, depend upon tzedakah. And then, and this is reflected in the curses. Isha te'ares, it goes in the reverse order. Is uh, He marries a woman, then he gets a house, and then he, he plants a vineyard. The actions are reversed. That's going to make you not succeed. What does it say in the bracha? Uh, or not in the bracha. In bracha, it says, uh, David was intelligent in all of his ways, and Hashem was with him. Okay, so that's just a little bit of uh, Ramam advice for the order in which to uh, do career, house, and, uh, and marriage. Okay, uh, yeah, that was a side point, but uh, but that is why we do it in this order, right? Is we um, we get him a house, and I guess we're not getting him a livelihood because he's by definition not able to um, take care of himself. So the question is, I guess, why are we marrying him off if he can't take care of himself? That's interesting. I guess if he wants to, right? Right. I mean, I guess like, you know, even though the Ram is describing what the rational order is to do, like if this guy, like, you know, wants to get married at a young age, that's a need of his, you know, and, uh, and, and Sadaka demands that we help him, I guess. Um, let's see if Ram said, no, he just quotes the halakha, as I said. Okay. Okay. So that was the, uh, the orphan. Any uh, questions on that? Okay. Next, uh, this, we're probably just going to go over the facts today and, uh, have to go into it more tomorrow. Okay. Baha'ani. So we talked about what you give them. You give them what their needs are. Okay. Baha'ani, if an ani came, the shal de machsoro, and he asks for what he needs, the ain yad hanosi masagas, and the giver does not have um, enough to give. So what does he do? No sein lo kafi hasagas yado. He gives him according to what he has the ability to do. Okay. So what does that mean? The comma, how much? Ad hamishna chasav, up to a fifth of your possessions, mitzvah and mukhar. Okay. And that possessions, I assume means net worth. Okay. Not just like your physical objects. Like you don't cut your couch into a fifth and then like give them the, you know, um, so that's the ideal mitzvah. 
Um, one tenth of your possessions of your net worth is a middle amount. Less than a tenth of your amount is uh, stingy. Okay, means stingy. And then he says, um, a person should never refrain from giving less than a third of a shekel each year. And if you give less than that per year, lo kiyam mitzvah, then he has not fulfilled the mitzvah of tzedakah. So that's the bare minimum share. And even an ani who is uh, su- supported by tzedakah is obligated to give tzedakah to another person. Yes. Okay, how, uh, wait, this is a mitzvah to do one on the ass. Like, what, ah. Just like, like some welcome like what people are going to play with their places in the end. That's a good question. Okay, yeah, that is a good question. Uh, that, I don't know if we can answer from here. Uh, yeah. Opposite, yeah. Um, what was the question? I'd say you would just oh, want to be banging me. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. That's crazy. How is that viable? Even if you like, you know, get that feedback for giving to that or whatever. If you live in a place uh, in New York, maybe there's a lot of money yeah. in some places. If you give a tenth to every audience, you're going to Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, okay. All right. So, so the question is like this. All right. So I, I think, yeah, I think we have to answer Akiva's question first, which is, um, you, you also this question was, uh, yeah, <laughs> right, right. So, so, so the, uh, uh, Yosef was, was asking, just repeat your question again. Or, like, isn't the mitzvah to do it like one and on the ass? Oh yeah. Isn't the mitzvah to do it one and on the and here the Ramam is talking in terms of the year, right? So we're going to have to go into that and Aruch Shulchan gets into that. Uh, Akiva's question though is like, when he says a 10th, right? Does that mean that like an Ani comes and asks? For his needs, you take you you pull out your uh, your your Chase app or whatever. You 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 give a tenth of your 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 net worth. So let's say let's say you're worth uh, let's say all you have in your bank account is worth is your thousand dollars, right? So you give him a hundred bucks, right? Now the next money comes, you give him ninety, and then the next money comes, and you you know like is that how you're supposed to do it, or or are you like calculating how much? you earn in the year and then doing a 10th of that, you know, like he's, he's not very specific here. Right. I mean, this is what we have to work out. Okay. So let's first start off with the Makbili. Okay. And then again, we're going to have to go into the Halakha Lamaisa separately. So mitzvah min mufkar, the best mitzvah. Zo mitzvah she'in b'chashash tosef is v'lo giran. So here he's defining what the, what the definition is of mitzvah min mufkar, the choicest mitzvah is a mitzvah that there's no worry of addition or subtraction. What does that mean? So, okay, so yeah, so <laughs> that's from Shaila and Chuba. So what can you infer from that? Apparently, this is from the Ramam himself, right? That that Mitzvah is there's no worry. Perfect, yeah. So in other words, so uh, this is news to me. Okay, that there's like I think of Mitzvah as like the best Mitzvah, like you're maxing out the way you're doing the Mitzvah. He's saying Mitzvah is the perfect Mitzvah, where apparently, if you were to give uh, more. Right. Then that would be like, yeah, exactly. Like then you're down, like you'd be doing like, uh, it would be considered an imperfection if you went beyond that. Okay. That's a subtle distinction, right? So for example, let's say like, um, you know, just to use an example, which is not mitzvah min mufkar. I don't think he uses this term, but like people are familiar with Hanukkah candles, right? So there's the basic mitzvah, which is one mitzvah, one, I know we're a little early for talking about Hanukkah, but, uh, doing uh, one candle per night. Second one is you do candles corresponding to the people in the house. And then third is you do ascending order right? From uh, one to eight. Um, so I think that's how we think of mitzvah min mufkar. At least that's how I think of it is like just three levels. And this is the best level here. He's saying this is the, the perfect, the perfect, uh, 
uh, the the uh, perfect level where like if you go less or more then you're imperfect. Yeah, Yosef. Um, as soon after, well, I think it was on a Zakana, that you can't give more than a set. Correct, and he doesn't mention that, but uh, at least he doesn't mention that here. But I am familiar with that because what, what, do you know why they made the Takana? Uh, because uh, certain people were just impoverishing themselves. Yeah, people would give uh, too much, and then they would yeah, impoverish themselves. Right. Yeah, and then they be, they would become dependent on tzedakah, right? That gets into. Right, right, uh, right. Unless you say what Yosef said. Well, okay. You still have to answer Yakiva's question with this because if you're cutting it in fifth every time, then that's going to run into this problem. But yeah, that's why there's a, a, a again, I don't think the Ramam says this, but I remember reading in the Halachos that um, that the one time you're allowed to give more than a fifth, anyone know? Uh, that's a good question. We'll probably have to look at that. I mean, that you're definitely allowed to do, but but uh, when you said that, I was thinking like redeeming captives, but yeah, uh, is on your deathbed, which is interesting. Yeah, you could do like a deathbed, uh, you know, one-time gift or whatever. Okay. Uh, I do want to actually, not today, but tomorrow, maybe look up the context in which the Ramam says this. But then Makbili goes on, in another place, which is in Erechin Vacharamim, which... I've never learned. <laughs> okay. Ches Yud Gimel. He says, Anyone who squander, not squanders the word, scatters his money in mitzvos, lo yifazer Oh, I have read this halacha. Should not scatter more than a fifth of his uh, his uh, value. Um, it should be like the Nevim say that he sustains his affairs in uh with with in, in a proper measure okay whether in words of in, in worldly matters or torah matters meaning you should not even when you're being excessive you should not be unrestrictedly excessive meaning you should excessive in matters of money means going beyond the medium to like generous you know but not to the point where it's like reckless okay shlishi is a shekel so he says mishkal shekel the weight of a shekel of the sages Two dinar, who can eight point five grams? Uh, ushlisha shekel, who can two point eight gram? Okay, so two point eight grams of of uh, what? Silver? I assume silver, right? Silver. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I uh, so he has an appendix that says uh, the breakdowns. So what would? I, I don't know if we can do this. Uh, like just look at the value of silver, but let's just see what happens. Okay. It yeah, it changes. Let's and look at it today. The value of 2.8 grams of silver. Uh, oh, wait. So we, oh, no, no, wait, sorry. Uh, uh, silver gram price calculator. Uh, two, wait, it was 2.8, right? Yeah. $1.77. Okay, so if we're taking this like straight up calculation, so that would be one dollar seventy uh, seventy seven cents per year is the minimum number you can give in order to fulfill the mitzvah tzedakah. Okay, okay, and then uh, and then the last point he said is uh, uh, even an ani who is dependent on tzedakah is obligated to give tzedakah to another. To someone who is lower than him. Oh, this is from the Sefer Mitzvahs. Or to give to someone who is equal to him, even a small amount, but not less than, than uh, 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 28 grams of silver per year. Yeah. Okay. So what we have to do for tomorrow is answer Akiva's question, which is how do these proportions work? Do you like take a snapshot of your wealth to calculate the proportion 
for a certain time period and then like dish out from that time period? Or is it just a 10th, a 10th, a 10th, a 10th, 10th, which seems unreasonable, you know? And then we have to see what, the, what is the connection? And then Yosef's question, which is what's the connection between when he comes to ask you versus this sheer of once per year? Like, where does that come in? Rama just kind of like springs that on us. Yeah. Okay. Let's stop for two days. Yeah, awesome. Simple, simple case. Thank you. Have, You're welcome. Uh, what's it called? Um, they're not like a schluchen, yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Yep, yep. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbischneewise at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.